Hey, this is Ro Ponigati, and you're listening to Adrian Has Issues, my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Hey everybody, you are listening to Adrian Has Issues, the conversational podcast celebrating the culture of creativity. I've been dubbing her the Keytar Queen, only to realize that I was not the first to come up with that, and I'm a little <laughs> bummed by it, but that's okay, only because she is fantastic, um, has been making breathtaking covers in both video games, movies, um, matter of fact, you've also done some like Frozen and Hamilton. Mm-hmm been kicking a whole bunch of ass in the VGM scene. Like, it's (laughs) like your output and quality is nuts, and I can only aspire to levels of that awesomeness. Please welcome to the show, Lacey Johnson. Lacey, how are you? Hello. I'm doing well. Adrian, thanks for having me, man. This has been a long time coming. I have, like, this short list of people where it's like, I would like to talk to them, and then the I must be to them at all costs, and you have been on that list. Pretty much as I saw your first videos and having watched your stuff through virtual concerts. um, I know you just recently were on a virtual Ankaku Overdrive Mm -hmm. uh, as well as VGM Together, which, um, holy shit. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, VGM Together was legendary. I'm still buzzing from it. It was amazing. That was so much fun. I've never really had the convention experience without leaving my house, but it was just every performance, every panel. Everything about it was so much fun, and you look like you were having the most fun during your set. <laughs> fact. Fact. No, VGM together, it it literally felt like a con. Like, even the that, like, Sunday, the day after, I, I performed on the Saturday, the day after, I literally was like, oh my god, it feels like a Sunday of a convention. This is so bizarre. And it was great. I felt normal for a while. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Your covers have ranged from Final Fantasy, Portal, mm. Persona, Devil May Cry. Matter of fact, um, as of this recording, you recently released uh, your cover Sanctuary from yes. Kingdom Hearts 2. And yes. I was almost upset at how emotional I got from that. I mean, that's already <laughs> oh like a heavy you. song, and you fucking killed it. Pardon me. Oh, no, thank you so much. I um, God, I've been wanting to cover it for such a long time, but the production was so daunting. And I I did. I spent a month recording it, just trying to get it right, tweaking little things, re-recording some keyboards. God, the keyboards, I went through hundreds of choices. But, you know, that that one, that game especially is so emotional to me. I've played Kingdom Hearts 2 more times than I can count. Um, (laughs) And Sanctuary has always been just one of those that I feel so much. And so I, I really, I really wanted to go all out with it. And I wanted to do a crazy video, just be really artsy. And, you know, I'm so happy with what we pulled off. There's not one thing I would change. So I'm, it's a rare case where that's the, the situation where I wasn't like, you know, if I'd had more time or if I, you know, if I changed this or put a little more effort or did another day of filming, this is one of those. I'm like, I'm so happy and I'm so happy people like it. Like, this is just great. <laughs> One of the beautiful things I love about the VGM community 
is yeah. even though like I have some of these games I'm aware of through like since my childhood, some of them I wasn't even aware of until let's say a performer I enjoyed covered it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really cool thing that happens when you see a name like let's say you or even like uh you know Ro, which shout out to Ro by the way. Hey man. Bless. Um well- there are certain performers where you see that they're covering a song and you'll just look at the thumbnail on YouTube and you'll go, oh, this is going to be an experience because it's, <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of all of this is that these songs have stood the test of time and, you know, mm-hmm. some are classics and there's new classics, but yet you bring something entirely new to the table. Mm-hmm. So once I even saw Sanctuary, I'm like, look, I already know this is going to be a lot. And I'm prepared, <laughs> but I hit play anyway, and I'm like, no, I'm wrong. I was not prepared, and how dare you? <laughs> how dare? Oh, I was so that's upset. That's the ultimate compliment. That's the ultimate compliment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, how dare you make me feel my feelings? Oh, my God. This is this is a day. This is the greatest. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Something I always like talking about on this show is not even just the work that people do, but just even the journey it took to even get where they are. Um, and I know that varies from person to person. Where does it start for you? Like, where's the moment where not even just like, I want to perform music, but just even to have like a presence on YouTube and to perform in this capacity? Because a lot of people, it's like, okay, I don't mind making music, but you know, it's a lot to then create a YouTube channel and put so much production into this and then perform, you know, on various stages, both virtual and otherwise. So the long and short is uh, I've always been into music and I was a singer first when I was a kid I would sing wherever and whenever until people would tell me to shut up so I, I um, <laughs> I've always I've always loved music and my parents have such incredible variety of music that I listened to growing up and I, f- I really feel like that was a tribute into kind of wanting to explore more or even become a musician. I was older when I started taking piano lessons. Um, I was 10, which is really old for classical piano. That's wild that 10 years old is somehow like old to be. Yeah. I mean, well, when everyone's starting at two, two or three, it's like, you know, you're, you're way behind in the game. But I think the difference was that I really wanted it and I begged for piano lessons and I like would go to my friends houses and just like play around on what they had there and you know just figure things out as to how I heard them in my head right and so when I started piano I hated it because I was doing really really strict classical piano um, (laughs) like three times a week and just really serious stuff but um, I stuck with it. I cried all the time, <laughs> but I stuck with it because it was hard, you know, and, and especially when when I could hear what I wanted in my head and I couldn't play it. I was just frustrated. Right. And so, you know, I stuck it out and I'm so glad my mom never let me quit because, uh, you know, I, I grew to love it and I developed enough skill and technical ability to read and to, you know, keep playing all the repertoire I was required to play, but then also start figuring out Disney music or Broadway or video game music, which my to this day, my <laughs> my old teacher was like, This what is this? This is not music. And I went, That's fine. Just just tell me how to play it and I'll go back to, you know, playing Tchaikovsky. We're fine. Like just show me how to do it. So for me, uh, it was Final Fantasy X. That's my favorite game. Yes. That's my favorite soundtrack. Um, to Xanarkand when I heard it really changed my whole perspective on piano 
because it was so beautiful and it didn't have to be classical or um, the music I listened to with my parents. It was kind of just mine, like my thing that I could enjoy. And so uh, that was the first piece that was really something that made me want more from my instrument. And so, you know, I kind of developed this double life where I was performing really strict classical repertoire, doing certifications, all that as a kid. But then also on the side, I have, I still have it too, like a uh, big blue three ring binder full of like anime music and video game music that I just printed out that anyone could arrange for me. That's <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I went to college for it because I just loved it so much. And I got a degree in music production and engineering. Um, and I still did concert piano while I was in college. So I was performing as well. And so after that, I kind of knew I wanted to be a producer of some kind because I just loved it. I loved recording. My professors used to call me a chameleon because I performed in a soul ensemble or I would do a studio recording on like a rock record the next day or, you know, I jump around anywhere um, because I love it. I love all kinds of music. I started the YouTube channel because I fell out of recording after college. Um, and I was just working and doing my best to, you know, live. Um, right. I was teaching music and I still do just, it was such a great job for me and it kept my playing really sharp and helped me kind of expand in how I communicate <laughs> with people. And so it, I fell out of recording and I started it by saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a YouTube channel because that way I can record music and it can be anything I want. And that way it gets me back in the habit of doing something every week. And, you know, it lets me be more creative. And I didn't even consider being a YouTuber or a content creator at all. It just kind of was like, I need to do this or I'm not going to be able to do it much longer anymore. Because <laughs> if you fall out of practice, it's hard sometimes to get back into the swing of it. So, right. um, yeah, it became something that I really enjoyed doing and just being nerdy. And I met people who were just as nerdy as I was. And I was like, this is awesome. Like people love music. People love video games. People love the music from video games. People make YouTube channels based on this. This is crazy. Like, oh my God, my people, I've been looking for you. Right. And I'm like, I don't know how this happened, but this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it just, it, it was a, an experience that I was like, oh my God, there's more people like me out there. This is so neat. And so, you know, just over time, I've been doing YouTube, goodness, four years now. And the first two years were very, you know, just like I said, kind of experimentation, figuring out what I like to record, figuring out um, what technical capabilities I had realistically, because I worked in a studio previously and we had, you know, a professional environment. So anything, plugins, libraries at my disposal. And so I was like, well, going to a home studio, it feels a little different. So I need to kind of create a style, I guess, so I can right. be consistent. And I swear it wasn't until 2018 when Super Mario Odyssey came out that I challenged myself and I said, you know what, I'm going to try and orchestrate. I'm going to try and bring back all these skills in arranging that I haven't done in since college and try and do Jump Up Superstar because I loved it and I loved the game. And that was when things really kind of took off because other people liked what I did with it. And um, a good buddy of mine, Kevin Kenson, hit me up and he was like, hey, I uh, he does YouTube. And um, 
he was like, hey, I, I'm doing a Super Mario Odyssey episode. Do you want to come onto my channel and uh, perform it? And I went, sure, okay. And that kind of was a really great slingshot into the VGM community for me <laughs> right. because, you know, he has a, he had a pretty good following and everyone loved the Super Mario Odyssey cover. And that was the first th time I'd ever seen numbers like what a lot of people get. And I went, wow, this can happen. That's really cool. And so after that, I kind of made the decision, okay, I'm doing video games. I love video game music. Let's just go from there, you know, and over time, and with different people, that's obviously expanded, which I'm more than happy with. But at the core of it all, um, video game music is the reason why I stayed in music. And uh, it's just one of my favorite things in the world to <laughs> arrange and think about and listen to. So it's a it's a treat to be able to um, put my own feelings and interpretations on a lot of these legendary pieces like Sanctuary or some other things that I have coming up this year and stuff so it's really <laughs> exciting <laughs> so in other words like okay subtle hint there i saw i, saw, I see what you did there <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, you had said something earlier that i thought was actually pretty interesting like in talking about sanctuary and how it took you mm. quite a while to come up with this like this wasn't something that was crafted overnight i mean then yeah. that shows um, so how like far in advance do you even like plan out videos or songs to cover, much less produce like the videos for? So it's changed quite a bit, even just over the last six months, it's changed because I, I think lately my mentality has been, I want to make more artsy stuff, more kind of interpretive work or cinematic looking work. Right. And Sanctuary is definitely one that was very planned. I had storyboarded some ideas. We, um, my boyfriend and I, who's my video editor, Peter Hardy, we had a lot of homages we wanted to do to some music videos that I like. So we had a few ideas in play to experiment and see if they'd even pan out. So, I mean, in this case, like I said, the recording was a month long. And the video planning was at least two weeks and we shot over three days um, to get all of that content. So the editing was another week because Peter did some incredible visual effects for that video, um, literally putting me underwater, <laughs> uh, doing a lot of cool stuff with it. Yeah, that but like filled me with so much like wonderful <laughs> anxiety because I'm like, oh my gosh, is she underwater? Oh, she's holding crap, she's yeah. underwater. Like this is <laughs> success. Yeah, that was um that was cool. We uh we took that idea from a oh gosh, I should know his name, but I don't. It's escaping me at the moment, but um this one director who does a lot of humorous music videos ironically and he did something with The Lonely Island in which they did this very same concept. Um and that actually when we watched the video together of him breaking down how he shot that video, that kind of gave me the idea. I went, we should do that. I want to I want to be underwater, but not literally underwater. How do we? Hmm. OK. And I was like, what song would go with that? And I had a bunch of ideas, but then I immediately thought of Kingdom Hearts and I went, aha. OK, so I need to I need to do this then because Sanctuary <laughs> can't just be it has to be perfect. And then the video, you know, like I said, it, it came out great. And it, it was because we spent so much time. I do feel very strongly about that because we've done. We've done so many videos where, especially when we were doing the week-to-week -week videos, which eventually we'll get there again, but for the time being, 
trying to make bigger artsier projects. Um, They're going to take a little bit more time. Yeah. For a week-to-week basis, I was recording something starting perhaps the Monday of a week, finishing it by the Tuesday or a Wednesday of a week. And then we'd film it and do a real fast edit and then put it out that Friday. So, I mean, it, it was Holy very, crap. very tight. Yeah, it was it was a really tight schedule. Um, and actually, I would say just about every video up until Ken's theme, uh, that was about the schedule for a while. And we got a little burned out. I won't lie or sugarcoat that for anybody. It's It's a lot of work, especially it's just the two of us, you know, doing full audio production and my sad attempts at mastering and, you know, shooting, editing, post. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. So It is a lot of work, you know, especially with it's two a lot. people. Yeah, with two people. If we had a team. <laughs> there were quality productions. So to say that that schedule is that tight, to say that you're a little burnt out, I mean, that's... <laughs> uh, again, the fact that you're even doing it that long, because I know that mm-hmm. from an outsider's perspective... When you do something confidently and you do something so well, mm. I think sometimes people, and again, no shade, but there maybe is a little bit of a, a misunderstanding that it's easy or that it's something <laughs> that just comes so natural. And it's like, no, no one's, you, no. you don't always see the stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure there's, you know, a bunch of B-roll where it's like, yeah, this is the stuff you didn't see. There's a good 45 minutes that Peter has somewhere on a hard drive that I have sworn him to secrecy of just me swearing in between takes or, (laughs) you know, not getting something exactly right. Or just me like T posing until we hit cut. It just those things happen, you know, and and especially lately spacing out the production has helped both of us feel more creative. And we want to try more uh, for me, especially much bigger productions, I'm having a blast doing orchestration right now. So, you know, actually making like 30, 40 piece ensembles in addition to my normal keyboards and drums and guitar. Um, and first that. of all, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. It's fun. It's crazy. I have a, a piece that I'm planning for June-ish that I've already started thinking about. And it's, it's a big one. It's a really, really big piece. So... I'm going to start as soon as I'm able and just get going and chip away at it. We're going to have to do a crazy video for that one because it's just nuts. (laughs) But that's the thing. That's kind of the the process is like I'll hear something or it'll it'll just pop into my head. And it's this gigantic piece that I know is going to be crazy intimidating. And that's usually when we plan a big video. It's something around that idea is I want to do this because it scares me. And I want to make something that is really impressive to go along with the effort that I'm putting in on my production side. So yeah, that, that'll that come out in June. Whatever that is. I don't know. I want that on a t-shirt, by the way. Be, <laughs> like I want to do it because it scares me. Yeah, it's, um, it's true. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has this, you know, and I can't speak for any other creator other than me. Mm-hmm. But there is something like really true about that, where it's the... I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off. It's daunting as hell. Mm. But yet that's the main driving force in wanting to do it. Yep. And it's like pass or fail. Either way, it's like you just have to do it. It's, mm. And I think that's really cool. And I think Thanks. that's actually kind of important. It's the – and again, everybody has their own way of doing things. Everybody has their own style. Mm. And even if you were to do, let's say, week to week and 
you know, make videos as is, that would have been totally fine. Mm-hmm. But to even just say to yourself, you know what, I want to challenge myself. I want to actually take this and make it grander. And maybe my output may not be as, like, you know, steady. Like I said, from a week-to-week basis, mm-hmm. it might be a little bit longer in between. But what you get in return with a little bit of patience is now even bigger than what you're doing before. And yeah. that's 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 wild. Yeah. It's, you know, I completely agree. And I always live on the principle that no one grows from comfort in whatever way, you know, we, we all have our own things that we deal with, but I've never wanted to be like as good as everyone else. I've always wanted to challenge myself to be a little, not better than other people. It's not the right word, but better than I was yesterday. So, um, I always push, I push a lot. (laughs) I push myself, because I expect a lot out of myself. And so I do whatever I can to deliver. And fortunately, you know, I, I don't know how some of these things I put together, but I do. <laughs> I swear <laughs> there's there's another element sometimes kind of just hanging above me looking out. But, you know, I feel especially when when you are your best is when you're uncertain because anything can come out of it. But if you want something better or bigger than where you are today, you have to do something that scares you. Yeah, because then how do you grow? Exactly. And not for nothing. No, <laughs> it works out. <laughs> like, And sometimes it doesn't work out. But mm-hmm. I know, and this sounds like super cliche, but if you didn't do it, mm-hmm. there's always going to be that party. It's like, dang, I really should have tried that out. And sometimes there's not a perfect moment. Sometimes you just have to just dive in. Yeah. There's plenty of times, especially not in my most recent stuff, but in a lot of covers that I'd wished I'd push the envelope a little harder. I found that the recordings I'm most proud of are when I said, there's no way I can play this. And then I do it. And I'm like, look, there is a way you can do it again. (laughs) You know? Uh, Yeah. It's the only times I've ever had regrets are when I didn't try. Because if I try and I fail, that's fine. At least I tried. But most times I surprise myself with what I can achieve. So with that said, then, you know, taking Sanctuary outside of the equation (laughs) of every recording you've done, what was one of the ones where you legit didn't think you were going to be able to pull it off? Oh, my God. One winged angel. There's no second thought. (laughs) That was another. Okay. That was another one that it took me a month a full. Actually, probably 40 days. I started it. Really? Yes. So here's the thing. If you haven't heard that cover, I went ham. Um, I (laughs) yes, you did. Oh God! I like because I had committed the whole month of last April. (laughs) See, I have trauma. Uh, I committed last April to Final Fantasy VII because I love Final Fantasy VII, and I was so hyped for the remake. And so I said, "All right, here's what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to release a video every single week." dedicated to Final Fantasy VII, and the last one's going to be One-Winged Angel, because I don't think I can do it, but I'm going to do it. And so there were many, many a session in which my computer would crash because it just got so overloaded from all the instruments. And that session, God, it's been a while, but it was over 130 tracks easily. Easily. Are you Um, kidding me? (laughs) No, because there were at least 14 vocal parts just with the choir that I created out of myself and then a full orchestra, full band. 
and then ad libs and effects and stuff. So, I mean, it just giant session, absolutely massive. And I am not a classical singer. I've never been, I will never pretend to be great (laughs) at it, especially singing in Latin. And I didn't think I really was going to be able to make it sound good. I was confident in my ability to play it and get something down. But I was so obsessed with the different versions that that piece has had over the years. Um, And as a lifelong Final Fantasy fan, I wanted to throw homages into every arrangement that has been. So I did a lot from the Advent Children version. I did a lot from the original and from some of the remake as well. And it just, it was such an arduous, crazy project. And then we filmed it. (laughs) And that was nuts too, because we thought green screen would be the best option for something like that. Um, because could just literally put me in hell with Sephiroth and just like go for it. And it, it all worked out fine in the end and I'm very proud of it. But that was a, that was a song and a session in which I didn't know technically if my computer was going to be able to finish it or, uh, from a, you know, a music standpoint, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it well, but I'm very proud of it. Uh, but I definitely had to take a couple days away from it in that, that recording period because there, there were times when it tested me. Oh, it tested me, but, uh, I'm really proud of it. I'm hoping to perform that live someday. I need to figure out a good way to make that happen. Um, cause I would just want to play, like it'd have to, I'd, uh, I've thought about it so many times, but I would have to split it somehow between guitar and guitar and have a moment where I could switch because there's some guitar parts that I have to play live. They're so, so rad. So, but yeah, that, that song, that was one of them. That was, that was a test. <laughs> <laughs> Which speaking of Final Fantasy, um, and I know you said it was one of your favorite games, so I'm kind of biased yes. in this, but Thank you for thank you for your rendition of Otherworld from Final Fantasy X. Oh, you're so welcome. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, that is the perfect response. It's like not even just oh, you know. It's like you're welcome. Like there you go. I love that recording. <laughs> I loved everything about that. But yes, go ahead. I just and you know I'm I'm of course going to start like getting people responding. You know when this comes out. Because, you know, the Final Fantasy discourse is very spirited. Oh, yes. <laughs> no I, I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm one of those few who really believes that the music of Final Fantasy X does not get enough love. Correct. And I, I'll admit, I didn't play that game until, like, much later. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't play that until, like, well after, I think. <sighs> I think I had already finished or at least was halfway through 12 when I started 10. Okay, um, okay. Because for some reason, I don't know why, it just missed me. Like that like early PS2 stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. the opening of this game, it's like, I don't know what's going on. For some reason, there's this blonde kid who's playing like underwater quidditch. And there's what happens to be one of the most metal <laughs> songs I'd ever heard playing oh, at the same time. Literally and it's so just sick. like, this is the way you open a video game. Yeah, exactly. That's how you do it. It's how you just blow a fireball into someone's living room. And it's like, okay, well, the game starts now. So... Oh, Otherworld was another challenge because I don't do Screamo and the covers that are out there are so good and so black metal or death metal. And I love that. And it's it's just not 
the gift I was given in terms of musicianship. Um, and so I said, okay, well, if I do other world, I want to do it differently. And I was inspired by one of my favorite bands, uh, deep Valley, because they sing, uh, the lead vocalist, she sings with kind of a growl instead of a, a scream necessarily. And I went, you know what? I could do that. I can try and do that. So that was my inspiration behind the vocals on that. And I'm, I'm really happy with it because it feels different and I love performing it too. So that's a good one. Yeah. And also I think that, and again, as someone who loves that song, mm-hmm. I think taking the scream element out of it in that way, it's a little bit easier, at least in my mind, mm-hmm. to sort of pay attention to the lyrics, which is also one of the other things I love about that song. Yeah. You can like actually hear it and <laughs> and like internalize <laughs> what the meaning is, which is fun. I know for forever, I, I never knew the words just because I couldn't understand through the screamo, but I just appreciated it. And so I would just scream enthusiastically along with it. And then another world awaits you. And it's like, yeah, you feel that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. One of the things I also love about your work and, you know, and I guess in a general sense, Mm. just this community is of course the collaborative effort. Oh yeah. Which, you know, and I know that it's been making its round, but but um, I know VGM together had this fantastic Paper Mario tribute, which featured what over 160 VGM artists, something like that. Absolutely massive, incredible. It was something ridiculous like that. Incredible. Um, is there anybody that you haven't worked with that you know you would love to? Oh my God, there are so many people. And a lot of people, we have discussions and it's more, you know, there's some people I do want to work with in person. So when that's safe to do again, we are, we already have plans. Uh, Tara C Music is one of those people. She is such a buddy of mine and I want to work with the very talented Julia Henderson. I want to work with uh, Toxic Eternity, Jack and I are homies. Anytime that name comes up, I'm already in. I haven't even heard the song yet. I know it's going to be badass. He's such a badass. Like everything he does is so incredible. And so eventually he and I will will do something cool. That'll be neat. There's there's honestly so many people. <laughs> but I it it kind of has just to be like the right song, the right moment for it to happen. Like I said, I do have a few quite a few open collabs that are in play right now, so I can't really talk about those yet, but I I love working with other people. Just I'm so astounded with the talent in this community. It's so impressive and so inspirational. Ro and I constantly just scream at each other on the internet just because we're both pushing each other (laughs) constantly to do everything. And usually if there's a crazy idea he has, I'll be the first to be like, yes, do it. Call me. I'm in. And he'll be do the same. So it's fun. See, and you it's need great. you need friends like that. You need exactly. someone that just say yes. You know, it's like, hey, it's three in the morning. Do you want to go get disco fries? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the only answer, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I'm so excited to meet so many of these wonderful people that I've I, I very much consider my friends <laughs> in the, the internet world. Um, to meet them in person and hang out and play music or do whatever. I'm so, so excited for whenever the next in-person con can be. I just, I want to give everybody a hug. (laughs) Right? It was beautiful, but in a way kind of bittersweet, you know, 
we were talking about Vivian Gale oh, like, yeah. as far as the convention. Because one of the great parts about cons, for those of you who are listening who may not know, is, of course, that togetherness and just the sort of love and you know camaraderie there. To not have that, and I know that I've mentioned this a lot on this show, but it can't be overstated that it's weird not having it. So, of course, once, like I said, it is safe to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a wild time. And I think <laughs> having everybody together in some capacity, I'm almost like overjoyed, but also terrified at the collaborations just because I know that from being home, they're just going to be like out of this world. Absolutely wild. The craziest people will all work together. My whole year, whenever that is, like that year will be booked with just working with people. I hope. I can hope. All right. So random question. Dream collaboration, not even in VGM. Some more to call to say, hey, Lacey, heard your music. We want you involved. Oh, my God. Oh, at the top of my list would be Miss Haley Williams of Paramore. She is my hero. I uh, shook her hand one time. And I still remember it to this day. And she is definitely a big inspiration in a lot of my style. So I would love to do anything for her, in fact. So that would be incredible. See, I need that collab now. See, you say these things and now (laughs) I'm just asking myself, like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to get the money for it, but how much do you need to get this rolling? I know. I just got to get over to Tennessee and just show up and be like, yo, girl. (laughs) I think we got a plan. <laughs> I think right? we'll work. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just just go with it. I already have all my gear in the car. Yeah. Like just just I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize how much I miss cons. Mm-hmm. God, I know. At the same time though, I also know that even just sitting down and watching everything was an experience, but then I also have to remember like with most cons, like doing the actual legwork. Oh, yeah. Because by Sunday... Oh, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. R.I.P. <laughs> Good night. Like, imagine, like, <laughs> like the, the end of Lord of the Rings, like, they're in Mordor. Oh. They're barely able to get up the mountain, but yet, they're cosplaying and they have lanyards on. They're cosplaying with lanyards on, with, like, a whole Massive thing backpacks. of merch, merch in the backpacks, <laughs> pins everywhere. It's just, it's the, it's the reality I long for and I think of all the time. And I can't wait. Right? Yep. Can't wait. I had said to a friend of mine, um, as far as I go into shows, because I was that person who was like, I, I got old enough where like being in the pit was just being cumbersome and I was tired of having my drinks knocked over. For sure. But for now, sure. like, I'm basically begging somebody, I like, please it. knock over my drink and step on my shoes. I was just going to say, step on my feet. I need it. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, thank you, kid, who's doing windmill kicks during the power ballad. Oh, like, God bless. God bless. <laughs> thank you for kicking me in the face. The unsung heroes. Reminds us that we're alive. Um, before the pandemic, I went to a show at um, this venue up in Pomona, which is somewhat close to where I am. But we went and saw the regrets in this tiny room. And their whole community, which I didn't know, is a gigantic moshing community. And so, you know, we were the elders in there. Everyone in the whole pit was probably like 17 or 18. I don't know. Maybe age has gleamed my eyes a little bit with how old people are. I'm almost terrified to go back to like those first post-pandemic shows, only because yeah. I know they're just going to be like full-scale riots. Mm-hmm. 
Everyone's just going to unleash themselves. Fights just might break out, but like of love. Exactly. Like, I missed you. I missed you too. Exactly. Let's punch each other. Pure I don't know why this is. The, <laughs> I don't know why this is the reaction. Pure unbridled affection. Yes, exactly. I'm here for. Oh that. my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'll lead the charge. A lot of it is, of course, just a waiting game of figuring out when that's going to be. Yeah. And the fact that you've even managed to work this hard in the time where. You know, I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, when everything was first really starting to happen and becoming real, mm-hmm. one of the few things I was thinking to myself is, you know, this would be a good time to create. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's been like super challenging because again, to, then to actually like, you know, record, to edit, to produce, you know, videos weekly mm-hmm. at a time where it just felt like, you know, what was the point? Yeah. I think a lot of the motivation stemmed from the fact that I had been spending the first three months of 2020 prepping for live shows for me to do my own solo live project. And I spent so much time and energy into creating a live show. And I actually did perform a live show the day before our state shut down. And it was amazing. And I just absolutely loved it. And I went, okay, this is it. The year's going to shape up. And then we shut down and I went, well, I still have all this ambition and plans. Um, And so I, you know, immediately after everything, I scheduled what I called the Quarren Tour. And I started doing some performances on Twitch um, because I already had a Twitch channel and was just doing it for fun. And so I started performing on there and it kind of lent itself to everything that you've seen up to now because we already had a live show kind of ready to go and have been building on it since then. And I just, I didn't want to stop, you know, and I, I figured, well, I've been doing all this on my own for so long anyway, like this might be the time that I should do something constructive for myself and something I'm stoked on and proud of in a time that really is kind of meek so it was um I'm really impressed with how much I was able to get out of myself in that especially that first month two months of uh quar yeah because I think that's one of my favorite things about creativity is okay maybe favorite isn't the exact right word (laughs) but it's one of the things I've grown to appreciate is Mm. You know, you talked about burnout and there's not one moment like, and they may creep up even just randomly of the, is this really what I want to do? You know, it's like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I don't begrudge anybody who does this because sometimes it may even feel like a thankless job, but yet there's almost this compulsion, this drive of being like, I don't know what else to do, but this, like, this is all I do know. Yeah. That definitely was the case for me because it made me feel good to make videos. And, you know, I didn't have work at the time. I kind of was just kind of stuck at a standstill. And I said, well, I can record. I can keep doing what I like doing. And, you know, that'll at least bring me out of my little hole at the in this weird situation. So I'm glad I did, too. It worked out. Because that enthusiasm also comes out in your videos and also like, for people who, you know, like I said, we were supposed to be still at shows. We were supposed to be doing all these things to then yeah. now come out and say, you know what? 
I'm going to do it anyway. Yep. And maybe everybody's in their living room. But so, unfortunately, people didn't get to see me spaz out like a complete maniac during really steam. But <laughs> me at literally every single performance that I've done recently. <laughs> it's just me being a little weirdo. And I'm so glad anyone likes it at all. <laughs> and that's also the crazy part because making things is something that, again, no brainer that you do, I do, so many people that we know do in some capacity. Yeah. And that's just because, again, like I said, we don't know any other way. Yeah. But to then have a bunch of people say, hey, I enjoy this and I want to see and hear more of this mm-hmm. and also share and talk about your work. That's always to me like the scary part where you know you enjoy it, but to have other people and especially so many like that do the same, that's breathtaking. That's wild. It's confounding. I don't understand I I appreciate that anyone likes what I do. Sometimes I'm like, God, why? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad. Like, but I'm still so surprised with how sweet and enthusiastic people are just to me making a lot of beep boops on my my little stand-up keyboard. Um it, it's awesome. It really it brings me so much joy to see people be happy or, you know, I see these, I read all the comments and I respond, um, you know, people will be very personal with me in the comment section and tell me how my music has made a difference or my smile has made a difference or anything like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm a human and it's like that kind of praise at all is just so heartwarming and so genuine. And it's, you know, it really lifts me when I'm feeling burnt out or I'm feeling, frustrated or you know just lost or whatever like I think of a lot of you know the people who enjoy what I do and it just helps me so much because you know it's so easy to feel isolated or alone when times Mm -hmm. are tough and especially over the last year it's really easy to feel alone and believe me I've been there too but just People sharing how they feel and sharing the art that I'm making during this time is really amazing to me. And it, it really moves me. Life is wacky. And that was even before the pandemic, which just kind of confounded things. But mm-hmm. in describing the VGM community, like I think the word that comes to mind for me is thankful. Yeah. And it's a community that I was aware of, at least for a couple of years. But it's only within, I think, the last one or two where... I took it seriously in as much of like it was starting to really have an impact on my life. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it just gave me this, I think, appreciation for what music really does for people. And mm-hmm. being that they're from video games, I don't think necessarily changes the impacts that they're, that are made. I think maybe it gives people an understanding like, okay, let's say a lot of people may know the the Hades OST because yeah. it's legendary. Yeah. It not only just gave me an appreciation for the game itself, but also hearing so many people interpret the same song in like countless ways. I'm like, it's like, what, in what world is this? Like, yeah. I don't, what is even happening anymore? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know where this all necessarily came from, but I'm glad it's here because yeah. it's helped me bond with friends of mine. It's kind of, also give me a way to like just bond with people who I've never met before. And yeah. I think that it's a really great thing. And for everybody who was like, oh, video games are a musical. I'm like, yeah, someone actually had to write this stuff. It, <laughs> it wasn't just like a couple of bleeps and boops. 
Unless it's coming from a keytar, I will fully clarify. I am the master of beeps and boops. So, other than that. No, those beeps and boops are <laughs> legendary right away, which... Because I said to a friend of mine during your performance, I'm like, as, on one point, I was expecting you to just take the guitar and just start fighting monsters. Well, I mean, so there was at one point when I played a show that someone came up to me and they said, so did you have like Soul Calibur license that or like, what's the deal? Because it looks just like the Soul Edge. <laughs> it does. And so I, I said, good, then start calling me Nightmare on stage. That's how I want to be known. <laughs> like, it's perfect. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's large. It's a large instrument. I'm almost six feet tall and that thing comes up to my shoulder. So it's it's a big instrument. There's some keytars that are pretty small, but yeah, the axe edge, it's it's here to destroy. And I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much also for sharing your story. This has been so much fun. Yeah, and me too. I, I can't wait to do this again. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And you know, I can't wait for us to to meet and have you know community and just keep enjoying everything that vgm has to offer us i i just love that everyone in this community loves to share and there's really no elitism or i don't know there's there's very little barriers in terms of the art itself like so many people are willing to enjoy interpretations and to create and just be themselves. And I think that's what I love so much about all of this and the people I've met is that we're also like-minded in that way that we all feel music differently and we all feel the memories of the video games or even just the pieces themselves so differently. And it it's my favorite thing that I enjoy about VGM in general. I'll always watch anyone's cover and be like, man, I never would have thought of that. That's so cool. You know, <laughs> it happens all the time. Right. It's so cool. Yeah. But that's the way I feel it should be. I think that's the wonder of music. It's just that, you know, there's reasons why songs like are constantly being covered yeah. and reworked and, you know, people coming to genre and blending genre to the point where it's like, it's creativity, and I think, in its pure form, and beautiful. It is, yeah. Brings me to tears. Oh, yes, only tears. Because <laughs> I know, like I said, at the end of that Sunday, I was just like, you know what? This is the part where everybody would be hugged, and I'm like, I'm mad that we missed that moment. I know, but boy howdy, in the words of our fearless leader Laura, boy howdy, it's coming. The love and the <laughs> community. It just the second that it can be here again it will be so many toes are getting stepped on in a loving moshing way just 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 wait <laughs> the loviest mosh possible i might start breakdancing during like the bomb battlefield i don't know is there any other way to appreciate bob bomb battlefield i don't think so i don't know because i've listened to a lot of covers on youtube and i'm glad that i don't record them because my dancing is um it's a little embarrassing, Epic. but this is this is what it does. Epic. <laughs> oh my gosh. But before we go, yes. I always like to let everybody know where they can listen to more of your music, um, and obviously your channel. So please, by all means, let everybody know where they can experience all of your great work. Okay. So I am pretty much everywhere at Lacey Johnson Music, but you'll see me posting uh, every other week on YouTube, youtube.com slash Lacey Johnson Music. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much all the streaming services. 
I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Um, we do have some live content planned in the very near future. So you can follow me there and keep up to date with all that. Uh, and I'm on TikTok too. So if you, uh, you like just crazy musings of mine, follow me on there and have a time. <laughs> Thanks so much. Oh, and before we go, yeah, yeah. you've given me a whole appreciation of the, the Wii shop. I, <laughs> I need Thank before you. we go. I need to know about the recording of this video. Like, <laughs> I so, had just got finished watching like One Wing Angel, and this was like the next video, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is a completely different experience. So that was an excellent experience in that it was the end of the year, and I was so tired, and I went, you know what? I'm gonna give the gamers what they've been waiting for, and I'm gonna do the Wii Shop. My whole intention behind my erratic dancing at the beginning was just, I just need everyone to know how unhinged I am at this point in the year. And I hope it came across as such. I had so much fun. That song I recorded start to finish in less than 24 hours. The whole thing. Like, I had a full vision from the get-go, just got it done, and I still love that cover. Because I, I just was so... <laughs> out of it and enjoying every moment of just being an idiot on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that would have to be one of my, my close favorites. That and, Thank you. you know, the, the banjo kazooie. Cause I oh, could yeah. realize, you know, something that is missing in the VGM scene that really would be amazing if brought back like hardcore is a kazoo. Oh my God. Yes. I'm staring at my kazoo right now. It's on my desk. Just looking at me. It's like, it's your time, Lacey. It's ready. I was ready. And I do play the banjo, so that was fun to bring that back out for that video, too. Which is but. not something like, and she plays the banjo. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Now you're just making us look bad. Like, nah, what don't just, you do? I'm just too busy. I'm just one of those people that's like, oh, I want to learn this, so I just learn it. I find it. Life finds a way. <laughs> See, that's the shirt. That's my future shirt right there. Is like, I want to do things that terrify me, and on the back, life finds a way. And I'm just going to, you know, all the trademarks are going to come for me and I don't care. It's fine. That's it. I mean, we can always modify it and say like Lacey finds a way. Lacey finds a way. That's fair. I like that. See, this is good. Good workshopping. Right? Yeah. I mean, that way, if you're worried about ducking the copyrights, which, did they, did they own that phrase? Because I mean... I don't know. <laughs> I think you'd be okay. I think I'd be but... fine. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. And everybody, please listen to Lacey's music. Watch the videos. They're great. Come say hi. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And definitely check out the collabs. Check out this whole damn community because everybody has been super wonderful and supportive. Yeah. And the creativity is out of this world. Yep. Everybody's a legend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this episode and all episodes of Aging Has Issues can be found on agingasissues.com. And you can also find us wherever great podcasts are listened to, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And we will see you next time. Have yeah. a good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>